welcome to Blue Collar Love. My name is Samuel, and I'm going to cheat on this one because these are the best days of our lives. And I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. So pour yourself a drink and think about what happened. Buckle up, guys. It's about to be all right. It's um, it's gonna be something. All right, so we're not gonna dilly dally too much. Hey, friends, um, and friends and family, I suppose. I don't know. And Aaron, do you have any family that listens to this? <laughs> alpacas, ethers, whatever. Um, we are talking about the December twenty third, two thousand and one release, "Can't Stop Eating" EP. Um, this was released. After Leave Here a Stranger, um, we have Mr. Jeff Cloud on the bass, Joey Escabel on the drums, Richard Swift on the keys, and of course, Jason Martin doing his thing, you know, and uh, Andy Prickett as producer, mixer, recorder, and slide guitar player. Yeah. So, so yeah. Sam, um, so well, when did you first when did you first listen discover this album and listen to it? Let um, me guess this week. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> so this is one um, after I started doing my Apple Music subscription. So that would have been earlier this year. Okay. Um, I finally picked up an Apple Music subscription. This is one of the EPs on there. I've listened to it once or twice, um, but never. It was always like just in passing. Like I'd throw it in a playlist and just listen to it. Um. And yeah, how about you, Aaron? I mean, it's it, it seems like one of those EPs that is easy to miss. Yeah, well, it did, so I was a Starfire fan, so I was buying everything real time. And I don't remember where or how I got this album, but I know I got it when it came out. I don't know if it was mail order, I got in a store, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I got it when it first was released. I didn't realize it was the day before Christmas Eve, so... Yeah, so I'm blanking on it, but um, I've listened to it a lot, so I have history with this album. I, I, I got it in the year it came out in 2002, so, yeah. Okay, very yeah. nice. So I, I guess that there's not too much more to say about it other than um, this is probably one of the – we um, sort of didn't really have an EP for Everybody Makes Mistakes. Like every album prior to this yep. – Exactly. Feels like it's had some sort of EP next to it. Um, this one, not so much. Or I'm sorry, everybody makes mistakes. Not so much. So this is the first one we've gotten in a while. That's a true follow up to an album. But I mean, so this is the the EP for Leave Here a Stranger, which is yes weird because I don't. Well, okay, not weird. Okay, it's whatever but before we get into it because we always forget this can we talk about the artwork first because i feel like we always forget to do that uh sure um it's i okay so here's my interpretation and i'm going to talk about this thematically later okay um, well you want to save but, it till later i didn't want to like, no it's good mm -hmm. um because okay. i didn't mention the artwork when i mentioned it so mm -hmm. it's a truck right um mm -hmm. We know Jason has a history of driving for his dad's truck company, which will come up more and more as we move forward throughout the um, album. Really? And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Okay. I was like, yes. He has like a whole other album about it later. Um, Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
the I think it's almost like a joke. Like, you know, I'm going I'm driving these trucks because I gotta eat food and I'm also mm-hmm. releasing EPs because I want you to give me money so I can eat food. Mm-hmm. And uh that's kind of what I think he's going with with the album artwork. And I love the colors of it. Like just for me, okay, the soft colors of it, the front, and if you have the actual CD, the inner booklet is like a green on a um almost a puke green actually and then like a violet purple on the right side and then purple on the back side too the pastel colors of this is just like really fits because this is to me this is like a summer i want to say album i consider this like a, a, a extended single like a deluxe single not really even an ep but the colors of it really like lends um lends to a summer a spring vibe and that's the music and the artwork and i really love the 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 truck as well but also the colors on it and like i'm a very simplistic guy i like cubism and abstract stuff and this is like one of my favorite starfire covers and not saying this is not a slide on the rest of what we're about to say but i really think that the packaging if you have the actual cd with everything it's the best part of this album it's very beautiful i really love it it's frameable like if they ever issued this on vinyl they should include like a poster a frameable poster um for it because it's i think it's gorgeous I would kind of like posters of all the artwork for Starfire. Yeah. Um, like, even like a gold and silver is still pretty unique in that it's just yeah. the colors. If you, did, if, if you did metallic ink on those, it would make us pop more. Yeah. Um, I will say after, you know, probably two of my favorite album covers with the Fell in Love at 22 EP, and then the um, definitely my favorite album cover with Leave Here a Stranger, this mm-hmm. one doesn't quite live up for me. I think I'm just – it depends on the mood. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the abstract and the cubism and stuff, and I love the the plain colors of the first three albums. But yeah, I think I um, by the time I'm getting around to this air, I'm, I'm really enjoying just, like, stuff that feels like it's a moment. Yeah. Um, so my, my go-to example for this would be the um, American football covers. Yes. Where it's just a snapshot of a moment. Yeah, um, and this yeah, doesn't quite cover that for me. I just think I just think that the covers that Jason does a, who are, he, he picks the right people to fit the because there's not. I, I'm trying to think. I think like Dial M is like the only cover I don't like. The rest are pretty good, off the top of my head. I think that's the only one, but that's further in the future. But yeah, I just want to talk about the packaging. So with that said, I guess we'll get into the music now. Um, you want to start with the first song, or you want me to go, Sam? Um, I can go. It's fine. So, sure, competing. Um, this sounds like a B-side from Leave Here a Stranger. I am 90% positive it is. Um, the, the music, everything about it says, like, it could have been on Leave Here a Stranger, but I'm glad it wasn't, because it would have broken that flow, I feel like. Um, and as far as lyrics, I just don't have a lot to say about it. It kind of reminds me of the opening track on She's the Queen because it has that B-side vibe, yet still ultimately kind of forgettable. Um, The lyrics are kind of interesting. Jason isn't going to compete in the rat race of being the world's biggest rock star. He's got more important things, like kids, possibly. Um, This and the next thing we're going to review mentions kids once or twice, so maybe he had some babies by this point. And uh, the synth is a nice touch. I like, um, there's one point in this song where it like 
kind of stops and there's like a synth break almost. Um, so our boys, Richard Swift, I hope we can get him on the pod someday because I appreciate that nice little touch he adds to it. So um, we can't. He passed uh, away. Yeah. Oh, oh, that yeah. is so sad. I apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be well, great though. But continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I apologize for not knowing that. I, I am failed yeah. on my research, but still great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a decent B side. I'm glad it didn't make Leave Here a Stranger because I feel like it would have ruined that flow. Um, but as is, I, I enjoy it well enough. Um, I, it's a it's a good start to the EP. Wow. We have complete opposite views. I don't see this as a B-side at all on Leave Here a Stranger. I, I, I can't even conceive of it even being closely released. Um, um, associated with it. And so that's why I said earlier, like this was the follow-up to the Leaf Here Stranger um, EP. And I was, this is the first song that came to my mind, but then I thought about another song later that we'll talk about. It's like, oh, so I don't see this on Leaf Here Stranger at all, but um, I love the fuzzy guitar opening. Um, Joey's signature forceful drums lock in, lock in with cloud stick bass and makes it for a tight groove. Um, if, Get give up the war wasn't up here. This would be my favorite song on this album. Um, it's a three and a half star song. Um, sorry, leave her give up the wars up here though. Um, this is another song about Jason talking about how work keeps him away from his family. And you answer my question all these years. I thought about when you said because you need I won't compete on my life, like compete with what rock star thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks, Sam. You helped me out there. At um, a minute, 124, we hear something that sounds like cast and that, so some <laughs> clicking instrument. I love it. It's probably Swift. He does. He did crap like that all the time. And, and that little <laughs> sound happens throughout the song. It's great. Um, the main guitar lines played by Jason sounds like a fuzzy accordion. It's unique, and I wish he had done this more. Um, the best part of the song, obviously, is the outro. Of course, starts at two minutes and 30 seconds. And there's like, it sounds like a trumpet going on, but it's probably like Swift making, doing something weird. Cause he, if you listen to Frank Lynn's interviews, him and Swift, he talked about how Swift would do weird stuff um, to make sounds. So it might be a trumpet or it might be something he's doing, but I love it. Um, it might just be a keyboard. Um, the last, the last, so this last minute, um i was like listen i listened on the last minute of the song i'm like listening um because i haven't listened to this ep in like a while and so this week i'm listening to it i'm like this last minute like for some reason this sounds like richard swift so i'm like "Ah, okay so i go and grab the book i'm like oh he's on keyboards there we go (laughs) it's just he just has like you don't need if you just hear something some music you can just tell that swift was on it and then at two minutes and 53 seconds the static comes in that that's it just slowly layers that static it's masterful and i love like feedback and i love um static and when it's used right in the prayer like the prayer chain um on their song antarctica they do a great job using feedback um it's static about a food fighters great feedback and um i wish this song would have been loud i mean it could have been loud, longer, louder, 
could have been like dual overhead cam esque. It like just like slowly just kept adding the static and just made it louder and louder till it got to the point where it's like almost uncomfortable to the ears. I love stuff like that. This would have changed the song completely, but it didn't happen. So, but like I said, three and a half stars. That's all I got to say about it. Second best song on the album. Fair enough. Fair enough. I um, mm-hmm. I I wonder if they ever played that live. Where I mean, okay, I know. From what I've heard of the band live, I'll be curious to see some more of it moving forward. Um, Jason was never one to like super innovate um, live. They would just kind of play the song straight yep. through. Yeah. Um, but I, this would be an interesting song if, you know, at the end, in place of all the static and stuff, he just like started like doing some guitar feedback and the, you know, just yeah. all over the place and then let it loop over. That'd be a really fun and, live thing. I just and, can't and imagine that- they actually did it. <laughs> And then two 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 other things that I just thought about now. Um, all my life when I listen to this song, like since the album's called Can't Stop Eating, when I see comp eating, competing, I read it as comp eating. <laughs> and then secondly, <laughs> at the end of the song, he goes, Because you need I won't compete all my life. And then he goes, I will. What's that? What's what's up with that? So I think it's one of those things where um, despite saying, "Hey, I want to be home with my family. I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life." This is still really time, cool. He's like, he's like "I'm still going to do it." I, I, <laughs> exactly. I give up. Exactly. I mean, it just it just feels good to try, you know. And being around my friends, making low time records, just feels really good. Yeah, I agree. I think All also right. it might be a, a deal of, um, according to you know Joey, when we were interviewing him, right around this time, they they thought they were getting ready to make it big, right? Like they was getting ready to go on point. tour. Yeah, and yeah like, that's true. So he's like, I, I'm, I'm done with it. I don't want to do it, but I kind of do. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now I can see that. So great song. All right. So next up, West Coast Friendship. I'll take it, I guess. Um, I mean, of course, this is a cover of a the first of two covers on this album. This one of uh, the Bon Voyage side project of Jason Martin. Um, this one is more somber in tone. Jason uses twangy and classic Starfire tones. A lot of gold air. For some reason, those like slow darn reminds me of the gold air. Um, again, Joey's drumming is steady and matches the somberness of the song. Jeff's bass, again, is the be- well, and this song's the backbone. I still prefer the Bon Voyage version. Um, it's way better, but this is still good. This three stars, my fourth favorite song on the album. My I yield my time to you, Sam. Um, I will never not love this song. I don't care how it's played, when it's played, where it's played. This song, it's a tragedy. This was it never is. a radio hit. I know it is. Like this should have been Starfire 59's one hit wonder. There's so or many bon of those voyages songs. or something Jason Martin did. This so should have been his one-hit wonder. There's um, so many of those songs, though. <laughs> like, but especially for this air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I do like the Bon Voyage version better. It has a bit more pep in the step. Um, but, man, this one's just, it's still just a good song. I just, I hear it and I like it. And um, the only, I think uh, maybe this is like the minor key version of it. I know it's not really a minor key, but you're right. The way he sings it, it's almost like a more tired version of 
Uh, gold. The best days it's of our gold. life. <laughs> it's a gold. It's gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, um, that's this is a great song. I just I love it no matter where I hear it. I'm happy to hear a Starflyer 59 cover of it. I'll never I'll never skip it. Yeah. But, all right. Next, happy birthday, John. Take it, Sammy. All right. So this one is interesting. Um, <laughs> when mm-hmm. I first heard <laughs> yes, it, yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, this is really wordy for Jason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of words in this. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so I looked it up, and it's a cover by a, yeah. a guy named Dem- um, Damien Girado. Yeah. I had never heard of him before now, but he has ties to like this whole entire Southern California scene. Um, Dave one of Bazan his albums, are best friends. yeah, him and Dave Bazan are like best friends, and mm-hmm. you know, so he has that connection to it all. Um, and he likes writing, interestingly enough, and I'll mention some of this about like stuff later, but he likes writing like songs about aliens and um, conspiracy theories and yada yada. But apparently, he also writes sad, sad songs. Um, in this case, I, I didn't even listen to the original. I just listened to this version, and I love it. It's honestly my favorite track on the album. Um, I don't even deny it. It's More a, than Give it's, Up the War? Um, we already have Give Up the War, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But okay, we already right. have that on another album. Okay. So it's a sad song about a wife abandoning her husband and kids on, I guess, the husband's birthday. Um. And I find it interesting from a lyrical perspective that it's a flip of the classic mm-hmm. um, sad family tragedies that happen where the husband leaves, right? Yeah. So this is a complete uh, flip of that traditional um, uh, trope, if you will. And so the John, you know, the, the dad is stuck at home with his kid, pouring himself a drink, going, what the heck am I going to do now? And uh, I just, it's, it's a fascinating idea for a song. I almost feel like it's a song in a concept album and I'm missing the rest of the story. Or maybe it's just a snapshot into that moment. I really love it. Um, I, I wish, maybe we'll get more of it. I really hope Jason explores some of that more complex songwriting as we move forward in his career. Because um, big ideas aren't really his cup of tea as of yet. Um, he focuses he more on the music side on it. Oh, he does later. <laughs> so I, I really love this for that, you know, kind of big, slightly bigger ideas and uh, fun concepts. And, you know, I like a sad song every once in a while. And this uh, just hits that spot. So great song. Probably my favorite on the album, even if it is a cover. Someday I'll get around to listening to the original. Have at it, Aaron. All right. Well, start off the gates. Country Flyer 59. This is Country Jason at his best. Again, you mentioned it's a cover of the Damien Gerardo song. Um, it's funny you talk about the Damien Gerardo cover because I've before this album came out back in like 19, I don't know, 98, 97. I can't remember. I got a South Waters, South Waters Avenue Jamie, Damien Gerardo album. And the Yuma, Arizona song up there is good, but the rest of it, his voice, it's one of the voices. Like some people don't like Dave Bazan's voice, 
and I understand. Um, that's how I feel about Damon Gerardo, his voice. I just, it's like Bob Dylan's. I just can't with it. It's, it just grates me wrong. I'm happy him and David are friends, but I just can't. So I had this for so 18 years later. I was like, you know what? We were in, let me listen to this song, the original. I got 30 seconds in. I was like, I just can't anymore. So if you want to listen to it, fine, Sam, but I couldn't even get through it. It's his voice and it's, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, anyway, fair enough. I listened to some of his songs. I didn't mind his voice. Um, he was kind of in the same field as you know uh, Jason Martin, Dave Bazan. They all had that kind of muttery, low tone voice. No, I feel like he's I don't, kind of followed in that track. But I maybe think, if I listen I to think more this, stuff, yeah, I think this particular song is different, though. I don't. I like I said, I, I didn't dive deep into his, his discography. But anyway, um, but. Clearly, this is way better than Damien's version. <laughs> um, I, this is the this is alternative country rock at its finest. Um, and here we go, hot take number one, Sam. I think this song should have been a closer on "Leave Here, Stranger." And so, when you said that, um, the you know when we're talking about like this being the EP to it, I thought of c- competing first. I was like, nah. Then I thought, oh, "Happy Birthday, John." Yes, because it's such sad songs. The your company, like I mentioned earlier, it, it's out of place. It's such a happy song. This end with sadness. It's a sad album about lots of sad things. This should have been a closer, and it's so good, you know. Um, yeah, and so guys, trust me. So next time, so when you listen to Leave Here a Stranger when you stream it, take off your company, put Happy Birthday Strong, Happy Birthday John. You're welcome. I fixed it for you, and um. Yeah, um, Andy Perkett's slide guitar in this. Just, I can, you're listening to it. You can just see John sitting there, like, just coming home. And he's just, there's a note on the table, whatever, and the baby's crying. And so he's just like, oh, and you just see him just look to the, the, the whiskey bottle and he's just pouring his drink. And I can just, with that slide guitar, I can just, just see that in my mind, that visual. And I'm like, the music, like you, you, you mentioned before, like, how music can sometimes paint a picture better than words and the music with that slide guitar in it. I can totally see the scene and it's totally believable. Damien Gerardo's, I just can't in it. This three stars, this is my third favorite song on this album. That's it. Boo. <laughs> Your company is a great closer. End of story. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> and next up is <laughs> give up the war, Aaron. Give it up and tell me what you stereo think of the stereo mix. mix. All right, I'm not gonna go too in deep, um, too in depth because we covered this like last month or two months ago, whatever. But it's my favorite song. I mean, and like, and I agree with you. I mean, we have this before, but it's up here, so I have to rate. It. But if we're taking this song off, then comp eating is my favorite song on this album but this is here so it's my favorite uh, i give it four stars i gave the mono version four and a half stars um and i'll tell you why you definitely hear sounds in the mix that you don't hear in the mono mix for example um minute i mean that minute at the 53 second um um point in the song i hear extra percussions that i haven't heard before and and overall the sound does full you it's fuller and it's, um, you can definitely hear more things, but it doesn't feel as warm and somber as the mono version. And so, I mean, I like the mono version better, but I do like the stereo mix of this. And I would love to hear the rest of 
the Leave Your Stranger in the Stereo mix. Please, Jason Cloud, put that out. I mean, because they're di- they're both great for different reasons. Um, I mean, that's I'm not going to go more deep into that, but yeah, that's how I feel about this song. <laughs> I think I don't know how I feel about a stereo mix. You're right; it would be interesting for the sake of hearing, but it feels like that album is so perfect in mono. It's like, yeah, it is. It, what it feels like to me, and maybe I'm off base, and maybe I could be. My attitude could change throughout the years. We'll see. Trying to remix this album in stereo reminds me of that time that they tried to remake Psycho line by line, but with different actors and color. It's like, it's the exact same thing, but there's just, it's not, it's, it's missing something. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not bad. It's just different. And I, I like how the original flows and fits and feels and i'm probably just a grumpy old man saying i like my i don't want my stuff different (laughs) but this feels like something that shouldn't be different i hear you but at the same time i just want to hear they have it clearly they clearly just didn't record one song and steer did the whole thing can we just hear it yeah i guess I, I, i would listen to it you definitely and, you know, would. We would do a hot take on it. We'd have to, you know. But and then, and that, then you would finally admit that oh, it's great. <laughs> nah, but I'm just playing. No, I would. I would probably pick the mono. But it's just like the Beach Boys Pet Sounds album. I mean, I prefer the mono, but I listen to the stereo mix sometimes too. You know, so it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just I feel like there's some things that are just better left be. Um, but I definitely get what you're saying. Um experiencing the differences can be interesting. Um, what I, what I really, if we're going to get like a bonus deluxe version of leave here, a stranger, let's go the full pet sounds route yeah. where we get like a breakdown yeah. of here's each individual track and here's just the piano version. And I love that's, that. Box that's what I want to hear. I love that box. Set. It's so great. Yeah. So, all right, Sam, take us um, to the last song, the theme from, Dromedary? Am I saying that right? Dromedary? I think. Dromedary. We'll get Edward on, on the podcast to, to correct us later at some point. <laughs> but go ahead. I mean, uh, Edward. What did I say? I said Edward, right? Yeah, you said Edward. Okay. <laughs> Feels like a boring version of Traffic Jam. Um, I do like about... Okay, starting out. I'm just like, eh. Feels like they're trying to do traffic jam, but more boring. However, <laughs> halfway through the track, they do kind of slip into this X Files. If it was a Western, yeah, yes, yeah, um, that's a good description, actually. <laughs> so I and it, it kind of sounds like a leftover from Leave Here a Stranger. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, I feel like it more could have been done with it. Um, it was like it was like a half cooked idea that was just kind of thrown on here. Um, if they would have, like, well, I'm gonna reference, you know, um, Traffic Jam again. Traffic Jam would not be as good if it was only three minutes long. The fact that it's 14 minutes long is what makes it worth it. 
Mm-hmm. Likewise, I'm not necessarily saying this needs to be longer per se, but something's missing. Like there needs to be more crazy synth, more drum loops, more something just to add in that extra oomph and make it worth my time. Um, the best example I can think of of just going completely overboard with the kitchen sink is Monkey Heart by Pony Express. Yes. That's what this needs yes. to be. And it's, yes. it's just not quite there. Yes. So that's my thoughts on it. <laughs> okay. Well, you you know you know the um, why this song was created. Do you know the story behind that? Um, they were pitching it for the X Files movie. <laughs> Close. Um, so about twenty years ago, um, on um, there was a um, novel written by J um, a guy named um, J Edward Keys, who also did the on the Portuguese blues vinyl. EP the the story on the edge side he did that too um so he wrote a novel called the dromedary and um they released like episodes on the velvet blue website and so like over like weekly or something over a period of time i can't remember exactly and the theme song before each episode was this song so that's okay that actually makes sense i can hear this as a theme song and i remember seeing that pop up on facebook the other day yeah. about he's like hey i actually rewrote the book a little bit because it's mm-hmm. kind of embarrassing yeah and yeah. i need to track it down maybe i don't know I'm, i guess it's mm-hmm. not quite our turf to uh um, review it but i we we i need to track that down yeah and so that's that's so that's what um it's from so um yeah so i love the spooky vibe of this song the slapstick sound whatever that is maybe some thunder sticks or something i don't know like that i like how it slowly builds and then at the one minute 42 second mark that's when it intensifies in the song you know i think takes off and that's a good description a a, a southwestern version of the x-files theme um and also hints to words where he was going later with the song the talking voice versus singing voice and dial in in the future um i really like this as a closer because it makes it feel like an actual album like it doesn't feel like a collection of songs i really like the flow of the album and again he's great at tracking and he redeemed himself from the leaf here a stranger debacle by making this the closer so yeah and like i enjoyed it's my least favorite song it's number five because like you said um if it, this when, like that when it starts getting crazy, it should have just kept amping up and maybe not even for 14 minutes, but if it was like two, three minutes more of just have. I mean, you have Richard Swift there. Just let him just say, Richard, do your thing. It could have been amazing. And but, you know, this is what we got. And but then again, if it's a theme song, you can't really have a five minute theme song unless it's Game of Thrones, which I think is like 17 minutes long. Um, I saw I give this like two and a half stars. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. All right, so final thoughts. Um, final thoughts go for me. It's an okay EP, um, from Martin and Company, nowhere near their best. Um, fell in love at 22, start, um, even She's the Queen, I think, are better EPs. Um, if I could sum this whole entire up, this whole entire EP up with one word, to me, it would be tired. Um, the band sounds like they're exhausted from touring and recording that year. Um, I may I mentioned earlier that the title may be a joke about 
hey, they need to keep releasing stuff because they need money to eat. Yeah. And um, I don't know. The fact that they included two covers yep. and, and a, a remix, theme song. And, and a, a theme, theme song. song. <laughs> so, like, really only one original song for the EP. Yep. It does, That's it just, what I it just feels like, you know, I'm going to pit in the bare minimum effort to make this happen. So I give it a 1.5, 1.5, 1.5 for lyrics, music, and overall for 4.5 out of 9. It's a, it's a C plus. It's right in the middle of the road for me. And that's what I said at the beginning. This feels like a, a, a deluxe single for me as well. I'm glad that we have the music, though. I, I, I just want Jason to release everything he's done. So I'm happy for that. But I'm with you. Um, I don't see it's tired. I just think there it's a different EP because com- none of these songs. I mean, he's always changing it up, obviously. But I mean, if you look at West Coast Friendship, the theme from Dromedary and um, Competing, Happy Birthday, those songs for some reason those songs are completely different, but they fit together. I don't know how that happened. I don't know why it, it makes sense to me, but it does. But I'm with you. It's I mean, it's one new song. And so, um, yeah, I say overall, like, I'll give it, like, a 5 out of 10. And not right. skippable. I mean, good to listen to, but, you know, it's not my go-to by any stretch. Fair enough. All right, well, um, that's our review of this. Let us know in the comments uh, on whatever platform you are listening on or, you know, catch us up on Facebook. Um and let us know what you think of this EP. And uh, how does it fare as a follow-up to Leave Here a Stranger? Um, is this uh, Escobar- Escobel's last venture with the band? I believe so, yes. So how does it feel as uh, Escobel's last hurrah? And um, when you listen to Leave Here a Stranger with um, Happy Birthday, John, instead of live, um, uh, your company, let us know how amazing that is. <laughs> Alright, once again, my name is Samuel. I'm Aaron. Thank you. And Thanks for listening. Yes, absolutely, and this has been a Brothers King Media production. Bye.